Good morning, everyone. Today we are taking up the October Alaska Economic Trends edition prepared by the Alaska Department of Labor. With me is Research and Analysis Unit Chief Dan Robinson and economist Paul Martz. We are talking projections today, both for industries and jobs here in Alaska. Dan, why don't you provide an overview of Paul's work today? Why project jobs and industries out to 2030? Yeah, so every two years we do this long-term look to try to guide all kinds of decision makers, uh, university, career counselors, parents, children, to, to get a sense of, without too much precision, we need to be kind of <laughs> honest about how much we know 10 years out, but what occupations, and, and underneath that even, what skills, what industries, what's happening in the state that will, will guide all of those kind of important decision makers so that we get a sense of where we should invest, how much we should invest, how we should prioritize things looking 10 years out. It'll give us a better view of what the future might be, especially given what's happening. Exactly. Keeping in mind kind of broad trends and, mm. and, that, and that these big things don't change fast. There are some exceptions, but in general, these these big trends change slowly. Now, Paul, let's talk about the industry projections first on some housekeeping regarding the data itself. It provides for both pre-pandemic and during Explain your method on the benchmark. Yeah, so the current base year for the projections is technically 2020, but as everyone would be aware, we had a pandemic in 2020 and we lost roughly 26,000 jobs between 2019 and 2020. And so that, that really skews the starting point for when you're looking forward. So to take in that into account, we looked at 2019 as a, a more stable benchmark for going forward. So this round of projections, we used 2019 to provide a more realistic look at where we're going instead of starting at that extremely low period in 2020. Um, you know, we were using accommodations and food services as an example in the article. It lost a substantial amount of employment. And so if we look at the 2020 to 2030 projection, it's the percentage change is drastically higher, like 30%. Um, because you're recovering all those jobs that were lost. If you look at 2019, it's a more reasonable percentage growth in line with what we would project in a normal environment or a normal So, situation. So in most, in most instances, if we use 2020, everything would be projected. Yeah, I mean, certainly industries that were more closely tied to tourism are going to have a much higher impact from the pandemic because those industries were shut down completely, um, whereas other, you know, industries that are a little bit more shielded from that kind of thing were were more stable but they did have impacts as well that you know it was a very large economic shock that occurred quickly and so very few were unscathed but yeah the the relative differences are apparent when you start talking about the types of industry no no paul let's not get too ahead of ourselves here <laughs> yeah. could you could you give us a 20,000 foot view what jobs do we have here in alaska and what do you project them in total to be in 2030 yeah so um in let's see in 2019 uh we had about 330,000 jobs uh total and then in 2020 we had 302,000 jobs so we lost roughly 26,000 jobs by 2030 we project to be back to 342 343,000 jobs in the state um and according to the numbers here agriculture was a sector that weathered the pandemic well seeing 
virtually no job losses. Tell us what's driving that sector and what the outlook is. Right, yeah, so agriculture, uh, you know, it's not a very large sector in Alaska, obviously, um, but with the introduction and legalization of marijuana, we've seen pretty rapid increase in employment roughly since 2016. The legalization occurred a little bit earlier, but it took some time for all that to get ironed out and the, the businesses to actually you know, start producing. And So there was some lag involved in there, but yeah, they, they have been growing um, pretty substantially at a pretty decent pace. They had still employment growth during the pandemic. One of the few industries that, that did, I think there were 40 roughly that had zero um, losses. And so, yeah, they, they are projected to continue growing. There's a little bit of uncertainty there, um, more so than some of the other industries, um, just with the saturation and it's a new industry. So we're not exactly sure, you know, it, we don't have a long history of that industry to analyze. So there, there could be a point where we have to see a, an inflection or a change and start adjusting. But as of now, we still think it will continue to grow. And, and by saturation, you mean how just, many businesses? Yeah. Yeah, the market saturation. Like, yeah. if you could think of any sort of business, or if you're a business owner, like if all of a sudden you're getting a lot of crowding out effects, you know, it's it's new and and people are making money, so then everyone rushes to that industry, mm-hmm. and eventually it's just you know there's there's too many people supplying, prices start falling, you know, th- these types of things occur, and then eventually you have closures and then a stabilization. So yeah, like that that's what I'm talking about. But, but to take you to another industry we had saw in the monthly job reports that oil and gas saw large losses during the pandemic what could this mean for the sector's recovery of jobs going forward yeah so they they did lose jobs and um it, very similar in, in regards to the seafood processing you know you have remote work sites and there were you know covid procedures and it was difficult to get people to the work sites, and so there was some complicating factors there. And then you also had a, a you know a large reduction in the price of oil, so that slowed down a lot of projects or stopped projects. And so yeah, they 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 did have um, outsized effects from the pandemic. We we expect oil and gas to essentially recover. Um, the the primary companies um, will be mostly flat, but the services, the people that are actually out. You know, providing services to those companies, doing the contracts and, and the contracted work, they're expected to grow. Um, you know, a little bit, not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty around this projection as well, but uh, we, we do expect them to recover at least to the 2019 uh, levels. So, so like above. mining, it all depends on what projects we'll see here. In a yeah, scale. like if you're talking about oil and gas, definitely, and then. Of course, mineral mining is is very similar. Um, but we've would, got several mines. Yeah, yeah, operating mines are are, and you know we have operating fields, and so you know the maintenance of those fields and pro- provides employment. And there's contractors working on those, but like new new fields can definitely change, or new mines can change the projection um, substantially. And what was mining's projection? My apologies. Uh, for for hard rock mining or. Um, oil and gas for for hard rock mining. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It is one of the faster growing um, industries. Twenty two point six percent based on twenty nineteen to twenty thirty. It's about six hundred and fifty to seven hundred jobs um, there, and that's mostly just um, continuation of existing mines. We don't have any uh, new mine explicit in these projections. Um, 
it's it's so it's, we got Red Dog, uh, Greens Creek, yeah, uh, Kensington, Pogo, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fort Knox, Fort Knox. Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. right. Yep, and so. Yeah, so we don't have any like new mines explicitly included in the projections, but the the one mine we do talk about being kind of the next closest to to occur for this along in the process, I guess, would be Donlin, and that would be pretty substantial increase that we you know are definitely keeping an eye on, and you know if it gets to the point where that is almost a, a sure bet going to happen, then we'll include it in their projections and 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 deal with it there. But yeah, otherwise most of the mining growth is continuation of mines exploration around the existing mines we've seen that in almost every single mine in the state and i think it's a pretty common occurrence that once you have the investment and the infrastructure in place starting to explore the surrounding areas is is pretty common and you know fairbanks has the trucking plan that they're going to do so they're like i think it's 200 miles out from their mill they're going to be trucking or um and that's going to increase the life of that mill in fairbanks and the jobs there. I think five years is what they're talking about. So that type of thing, you know, does occur. Uh, now, you when you had said remote earlier, I thought you were going to go another route because we did see remote work become something, <laughs> yeah. a whole new sure. situation. Yeah. So new definition to the word remote. But, right, yeah. But, how, but I was curious about its impacts on some of the sectors, like retail, for example, what, what uh, e-commerce might do to that, uh, that sector. Yeah, that's been, a, that's been an ongoing trend. Like, you know, as most people are aware, um, the pandemic likely accelerated that and the adoption of that and, and the ability for smaller businesses to start going that route. Um, but yeah, the the e-commerce component is is set to provide some challenges to like local retail employment. Um, but you know, we still expect there's still you know there's going to be retail jobs regardless. But yeah, it's. Uh, but you had explained some interesting trends with remote work, though. But what 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 are we seeing there? Yeah, so like the I think that's I think I was specifically talking about the pandemic and the transition of more white collar workers to remote work being significantly easier. So like insurance. Oh, right. Yeah. So, um, in, yeah, that's a little bit different, uh, but, but, but about as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, insurance and other forward facing sales types of occupations or in, in that industry anyway, um, we do expect those to decline slightly as the tools become available to provide those services online. I think everyone has seen that more and more now, even in banking and all that stuff. You know, you can pull up your phone, you can make a claim, you can take a picture of your car. You don't have to have someone come out. So that the, those you know technological advancements and uh, e-commerce advancements are putting pressure on some of these industries. To continue on the things that were that seem to be born out of the pandemic with the prevalence of couriers that was new on your list yeah so not a very uh large industry in alaska but we we did see that increase pretty substantially over the pandemic and expect that to be um a trend going forward uh you know once customers become accustomed to a service being provided that they like you know then they're probably going to be you know, there's going to be demand for that service. So we, we do expect that to, to be around more. Um, 
going yeah. forward. I mean, even some of my friends who live out of out of Juno, they they talk about Uber Eats pretty regularly. So it, services like that, right? yeah, less so Uber Eats in our data, but yeah, you can think of it like that. Um, it would be more the 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 you know the delivery that's maybe being done by the grocery store itself where they have an employee and that kind of stuff instead of the contracted out. Um, But, you know, yeah, it's it's all in the same kind of vein. Gotcha. Like who we're capturing is a little bit more nuanced, but yeah, those types of jobs and and that industry. Now, that's a good example of why we do these projections. Something that was already happening, technology, the ability to, I mean, telehealth, all those things, they were already happening. But the COVID, COVID shook us up enough that we realize more of that could be happening. So it kind of accelerates something that was already happening. Yeah, I think accelerate is probably the best way to describe it. It was going to occur, but you know the speed at which businesses yeah. were adopting those types of technologies just and, you and, had to survive. So. I mean, especially the remote work. Yeah, right. Employ uh, supervisors' ability to do it, and then consumers' willingness. You know, you think, well, I used to like to go to the grocery store. Suddenly, I don't. So now, I'd rather park and have somebody bring it out to me. So yeah. a new uh, a growth stream develops from that. And you know, the time saving aspect right, and, right. and that type of thing. Even if you're paying a little bit more for that service, you're supporting that job at the store. You know, and we all see them now in the grocery stores. You know filling the carts and yeah i don't think that's likely to go away now we mentioned this earlier in the program about uh, the tourism industry Mm -hmm. so to ask simply paul how high is the hill that they need to climb it varies uh once you once you get into the weeds but at a very high level um it's substantial so just leisure and hospitality the percentage growth if we look at 2020 to 2030 is 40% um, growth. But if we actually look at 2019 to 2030, it's only 3.8%. So the, there's a wide gulf in those numbers. And, and that is really reflective of the, the, the significant reduction in employment that occurred in, 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 that, in that sector. Wow, 2019 was a really good year then. 2019 was a good year and we're expecting it to go back. You know, the, the recovery of that has been occurring. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, tourism was shut down. I mean, there were government mandated travel restrictions. Airlines were not flying passengers. So that all reflected, you know, or, or, you know, resulted in a, a massive loss of employment over that period. Yeah. Well, and then touching on what you talked about before coming out of it, now we've got this new worker shortage issue. So the recovery is affected by this kind of new factor that's complicated we'll save for another day yeah and some of that is predates even exactly you know, the pandemic. Anyway. but yeah yep. i mean yeah it for sure is a complication for the speed at which it's recovery but yeah by 2030 that that should all be you know lost in the wash now paul we've got one more of your work to cover but we'll do that after the break okay. stay tuned and we're back with state labor economist Paul Martz. He joins us today to talk about the October Alaska economic trends. This is available online if you'd like to join us in reviewing this data. Now, Paul, in your first paper this month, we looked at businesses and what sectors may or may not see growth. So explain the goal of this paper. You collected data on job openings? Yeah, right. So it's um, the industry side of the process really drives the occupation side. So we project the industries and then we, from that, we determine what the occupation uh, uh, projections are going to be. So they're, they're, they're inseparable, but they are distinct. Um, 
primarily because occupations exist across every industry. So if you're thinking of like accountants, if you're just projecting oil and gas, well, sure, there's accountants there, but there's also accountants in every other industry in the state, you know? So we have to distinguish them. And that's why we get into the occupation side of things, which is uh, a bigger a bigger piece. There, there are roughly uh, um, 100, 100 industries we project, but occupations, there's between 700 and 800, depending on the year. Um, so, so like managers of yeah, any ilk. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So electrician, you know, retail salesperson, mechanics, you know, people that exist throughout every industry in in the economy. Um, That's what we're focused on the occupation side of things, just to make it clear that they're they're separate, but they are linked. Mm. Yeah. Now, now it looks like jobs relating to farming tops the list of jobs that could see growth. What's happening here? Yeah. So like we spoke about earlier, we talked about agriculture and then the marijuana industry. So one of the occupations in that industry is greenhouse workers. And so it's almost directly tied to, I mean, it is, but um, to the industry for this one, because you don't really find greenhouse workers outside of agriculture. But yeah, so as we had marijuana legalization again, you know, it, it's, it's the same kind of driver for, for this one. And it, it's not a lot of people, but in percentage terms, it is a lot of growth. Now, coming to healthcare, jobs in this field populates over half of the top 25 highest growing jobs. Right. What's your observation on the jobs that are projected to grow through 2030? Yep. So, yeah, we have a, the table in here we're referencing is the, the, the highest percentage change for uh, the highest 25 jobs with the largest percentage change. And uh, yeah, like uh, healthcare is usually pretty well represented in this list. We, we have an aging population. We, we have somewhat of a new state and, and that has been, there has been a, a, a maturation of the industry and in bringing in services that didn't exist here, but you know, are pretty common down South. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of phased out, and now we're into more services for just the broad population, and then the aging of the population. And as people get older, they need more healthcare services, and so that's really the primary driver for the occupations in this list. Oh, um, so, so like uh, the elder services of that sort. Yeah, and you know, and so yeah, like we have in here nurses, physical therapists, nursing assistants, um, healthcare social workers, um, nurse practitioners. You know, all, almost all the uh, healthcare occupations are expected to to increase. Now, on the other side of this coin, what are occupation trends that are in the top twenty five projected to decline the most? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, the opposite list. Um, most of them are in the broad category of arts, entertainment, and media. Um, the 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 fastest declining or the most declining, I guess, uh, in percentage terms, is broadcast announcers and radio disc jockeys. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, not a new trend. This has been happening since I started doing the projections over 10 years ago. Oh, so before the pandemic. Yeah, even before the pandemic, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, newspaper, you know, editors, you know, these industries that have been seeing declines. And, you know, you're in the industry, and I'm sure you know other people in the industry. It's not, it's not a new thing for the people that work in the industry to, to see this transition. Some of this could be people moving into more freelance um, types of employment, which is contracted, which we don't ha- capture fully in our data sets. So some of it could be a transition to that. Um, but we've also heard about this great resignation. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is there could be some of that going on too. You have um, you know people retiring that were in this industry as it was 
you know, uh, a bit more substantial in the economy. And, you know, as you know, people retiring, maybe businesses start to downsize and, and contract out or the technological advancements and stuff. You don't necessarily need a, a whole room of people to lay out a newspaper when you can do it in, you know, software and one person can do that. You know, so there, there are transitions that are occurring that we're putting pressure on it already, but well, even yeah. looking just outside broadcasting, what's what's the impact, this amount of openings due to folks quitting or yeah. diverting to another job? Sure, yeah. So in that that is the biggest component of the occupation projections are openings uh, from separation. So you can have new jobs. That creates opportunities for people. But separating separations also create opportunities for people. And the separations are people essentially leaving an occupation. It can be through retirements or or transitioning to a different occupation. So if you're a um, you know a courier and then you become a uh, a nurse or you know something like that, people definitely transition retail salesperson to a you know a manager. You mm-hmm. know, so every time someone makes that hop or that move or that retirement, it creates an opening for someone else to come into the position. And so the 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 separations in the economy. Are, generate about 40,000 openings um, in the projections. So growth is only about 10,000 openings. Um, and, and so people don't think about that necessarily. And we definitely try to drive people more towards the fact that like there are opportunities in the economy that aren't necessarily going to exist because something is new is happening. There's, you know, there's always openings from people churning through the economy, changing jobs or retiring. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time here. So I wanted to ask uh, you what reflections you have on this data you've shared with us today. Um, yeah, I think the 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 biggest thing to me was just the the pandemic effects, um, and then definitely some of the, the the transitions that that is driving, and and, and some of the the data. Um, yeah, I uh, it's. It's a lot. It's a lot to look at. There's a there's a lot of nuance when you start looking at the details. So the uh, the, the overall narrative just kind of depends on where your focus is. I think, uh, Dan, I just that counterintuitively. Sometimes people try to use this like accountants. Like, well, you can't become that because there isn't a lot of growth. There are going to be opportunities in almost any industry, including broadcast journalism, for people who have a passion to do that. Just how many and how many come from from this churn that Paul was talking about is an important point. We don't want to use this to to overly direct kids or curriculum designers or anybody else. There are opportunities in any big economy for almost anything that that is currently happening if you're if you're really good at it. Uh, what that, what's that saying? Uh, one door closes, another opens. That's right. That's right. And and sometimes we focus on skills underneath the occupation. What can you do? Can you write? Can you speak? Can you analyze? Those kinds of things really matter. Very good. Well, thank you both for joining us today. Thanks, thank Kevin. And thank you for listening today. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off. Next time, I'll have gubernatorial candidate Les Gara.